Hey, everybody. It's Alyssa Fisher-Harris, your host of A World on Purpose. And you've been following this show, hopefully, for quite a while now and, and learning really about what it means in this discussion that I keep having with people about living in the world on purpose, living with the intention of doing something good, something for the greater good, which can exponentially help humanity, but also can really bring greater meaning to your life and satisfaction. And um, sometimes I have people on the show that, you know, weave in a social impact initiative into their business. Sometimes I have people that are nonprofits. Sometimes I have people that are doing large scale things and small scale things. And today's kind of a cool situation because I have a very good friend of mine on and I talk about before how I'm really lucky to know a lot of people um, personally that are doing really cool things in the world around purpose. Um, and this happens to be one of them. My guest today is Shaheen Cheyenne, and he is the founder of a company called Accelerated Intelligence, which was kind of a happy accident in a way. Um, first of all, he and I met many years ago through an organization that um, uh, we're involved in called Metal International. So shout out again to our friends who founded Metal, Metal International, Ken and Maya, and all the wonderful people that are part of that wonderful group and the um, ecosystem that they're creating as well around networking and supporting people. Um, but Shaheen is a really unique individual. Um, he's an Iranian immigrant um, and went out on his own at a very, very young age, um, didn't want to go to school, flunked out, and decided that he just wanted to like learn how to be a business person at a very young age. And he did that in a really, really surprising and unique way. And I don't want to give it away because that part of the story is super cool. Um, out of that, he ended up creating literally a billion dollar business at the age of 16, which was like in the early 90s, unheard of. So you're going to have to listen to that and find out what it was because I don't want to share it. Um, but then listen further around how he took that and created this whole trajectory of his life where he realized for himself that being able to make a living and make quite a bit of money would allow him to do more, but also to take care of himself and his family, which we often leave out of the equation. Um, and that's super, super important. We have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And a lot of times when we get in the, in the path of purpose, we oftentimes leave ourselves out of that. So it's an important thing to remember. So <clears throat> listen to this man today. He's super cool. Um, he was kind of given the nickname, the Willy Wonka of Generation X, which again, if you listen to the show, you're going to understand what that means. And he created this very cool Amazon company. It's an Amazon marketing agency that actually helps people in two ways. One, being able to start their own Amazon business so that they're able to find a way to make passive revenue that takes care of themselves and their families. And they can attach a social mission to that. And also for brands to be able to figure out how to master their Amazon stores and still be able to be out in the marketplace, out in brick and mortar stores. So without further ado, please welcome my amazing friend, Shaheen Cheyenne. I think you're going to be really fascinated by his story. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A World on Purpose with me, your host, Alyssa Fisher-Harris. I am so jazzed today. I'm really, really excited because one of my very good friends is here with me, Mr. Shaheen Cheyenne, and I've known him for quite some time, and I'm going to just dive right into the interview because I've kind of given you a little snippet about who he is and a little bit about his background and how we met, and I'd like to welcome my guest today, Mr. Shaheen Cheyenne, coming to me live from... Venice Beach, California. Good to see you, Alyssa. You too. Yeah, my old stomping grounds. I, I miss you guys down there. We miss you. Thank you. So let's first, before we like get into who you are and what you're doing, why don't you just fill us in a little bit on how things are going down in Los Angeles and Venice Beach? Spectacular days. So it's, it's amazing here. And mm -hmm. you know, it's funny because, you know, we are in the health and wellness business. You know, that's our primary source of revenue. And mm -hmm. we produce lots of different health and wellness products, lots of dietary supplements. We do all kinds of different things, which we sell on the Amazon platform. And then we empower other people to sell them on the Amazon platform. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into that because I want to kind of go into your backstory first, which is something I love to do when we start out. But um, that's a really great, interesting place to kind of kick us off because, you know, as you know, here in a world on purpose, uh, one of the things we want to do is really kind of get people inspired to sort of feel like if something's missing in their life, they must, they might like their life. They might like their job. They might like their, you know, everything about it, but maybe there's one little thing that just feels like 
they'd like to have some greater meaning and maybe they're not living their purpose, how can they learn from all of you, these wonderful, I call you purpose change making heroes that have been doing that and that are in the ecosystem with other purpose change makers. And so what I'd like to do is go back a little bit in your history because I've known you for a while and your story is extraordinary. Um, and I'm not just saying that because you're my friend and I adore you, um, but it really is. It's a very unique background and I think it would be nice for people to hear because we all come from somewhere. We all come from different things in life. Some of us find our purpose out of adversity. Uh, some of us find our purpose, you know, in general places. But could you kind of just give us a little bit of an idea of who Shaheen Cheyenne is and, and where you came from and how you got here? Yeah. So I started my first company when I was around 16 years old. Before my 21st birthday, we had made over a billion dollars in revenue. And I remember you know, just thinking to myself, like, holy, like, I don't even know how much a billion dollars is. And I remember that, that was an actual thought when someone told me we had made a billion dollars, and then trying to reconcile the fact that I'm this kid who, in fact, didn't even know. And I was like, Oh, my God, I'm going to be on CNN, and they're going to have me on this news channel and this network. And, you know, I'm going to be on Montel Williams, and they're all going to ask me and I'm not going to know, right? Pre internet, you couldn't just Google stuff, right? And, you know, then of course I calmed down and I realized, no, they're not going to ask me that. They want to ask me about the pills and rave culture and real ecstasy and all this stuff. And, you know, it, it was a big wake up call for me because I was like, oh my God, you know, I can make it incredibly successful in this world if I do just a few things. And I did. And, you know, we made tons of money and, you know, traveled the world and, you know, launched lots of great companies and lots of great products. And ever since I've been launching companies and products. And, you know, the thing that I've learned is that it's all about distribution. Mm -hmm. And so distribution being more important now, especially with these online platforms like Amazon and eBay and Etsy and uh, Walmart, that if you have access to distribution, then the product becomes secondary. And, it, you know, look, it's an unfortunate side effect of the kind of Amazonization of, mm -hmm. you know, of our world. But the fact is, if you want to win, you've got to master the distribution. And that's really what we do. You right. know, we, we play on the world's biggest platform. And now I teach and inspire other people to do that, not because I need the money, but because people constantly are coming to me and they're like, hey, Shaheen, I want to do this. I want to do that. How do we do it? And I tell them what we charge as an agency because my agency AI, we do Amazon acceleration. They're like, whoa, we can't even afford anywhere near that. So we came up with a program. And that's one of the, the funnest things that I do now is help inspire and empower people to make money. Uh, on their own, which is very doable now on the Amazon platform, creating predictable recurring revenue streams that never fail. Right. Well, we're going to dive into that because it's very interesting this way, this, this business that you've created and this niche that you found. But I want to go back just a little bit further back to the first business that you talked about, because that's yeah. a really, that's a really unique story. You didn't really dive into what it was when you were 16 and why you created that particular product. There was a reason behind it and, and tell people what that was and, and why you decided it was necessary. Yeah. Then, so, yeah. I mean, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was a kid, right? 16 years old. I think, I feel like I was an older 16 then. Then like I look at 16 year old kids now and I'm like, Oh my God, how do you tie your shoelace dude? <laughs> um, but back then, you know, I would, you know, look, I was 16. I was running a company with 200 people. Most of them didn't know that I was 16. Most of them didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, prior to that, I was, you know, I left home very young age, dropped out of high school, never, never completed high school. I think I have a GED somewhere and decided to kind of go out and seek my fame and fortune. And, you know, I had a lot of failures but I was involved in the rave scene mm -hmm. and I got involved through a mentor um, to the uh, underground scene in LA, which was really taken off at that time. And I started hanging around the raves and Alyssa, you know, I, I learned very quickly that the people who were throwing the raves weren't making money. Mm -hmm. The DJs almost never got paid. They always 
found a way to stiff the DJs one way or another. Um, so I was like, these things happen all the time. The, the venues really weren't getting that much money because the people in the racing didn't really drink. So mm-hmm. it wasn't an alcohol thing. And most people know most establishments make their money selling alcoholic beverages. And most of these kids were under 21. So, hmm. you know, they couldn't drink. So who, who was making the money? At the end of the day, turns out, can you take a guess? The drug dealers. That's right. It was a drug dealer. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know that because I ever did that. I've never done a drug in my life, but that was a, a wild guess. Yes, correct. Um, so, you know, it dawned on me that there might be an alternative. And I, I realized this when the supply of the most popular designer drug of the 1980s and 1990s, ecstasy had completely dried up and the drug dealers didn't have any supply left. So I decided that I was going to create something herbal. I went to the library, which is what you did back in those days, pre-internet. And I did some research and I went and I saw a man about a horse, right? I met people and I came up with a formulation. And the first one was 20 goo-filled balls. I didn't have the money or the machines to get it into pills. So we had these goo balls that were like rolled by hand and it works really, really well. But people got sick because you had to take 20 of these things and then we reduced it to 10. People didn't get sick anymore. It still got you really, really, uh, you know, high, but, you know, it, it was a little bit too much. And then we bought a pill machine and, you know, literally making them in a, you know, but what, you know, in a back of a kitchen or a garage, you know, for all effective purposes. And then we finally got it reduced to, uh, we got it reduced to um, uh, uh, tiny pills, little tiny pills. So it was five tiny pills that people could took. uh, And that's what it was. So, you know, we did that. And then, you know, basically what I did, Alyssa, is I walked into the clubs, you know, held my head up high. I had no money. I just had, a, you know, some of these pills that we had made. And I walked up to the first drug dealer distribution and I said, hey, you're doing something illegal. You don't have any product anyway. What are you going to do? Charge $100 for a pill? You don't have enough to sell. You're always going to sell out. You're not going to have enough money and you're going to go to jail. Why? He's like, well, you know, F you, buddy. What, what, do you, what do you want me to do? And I said, no, no, I got a solution for you. He's like, okay, I'm all ears. And so, you know, I offered up herbal ecstasy and he reluctantly took it, came back in about an hour and, you know, everybody in the club was pointing at me and thumbs up and smiling and laughing And it turns out um, that uh, what happened um, was that uh, they sold out. Um, So what I did was uh, I went in and replicated that. So it went from one drug dealer to five drug dealers to 10 drug dealers to a thousand drug dealers. And then all of a sudden we were mainstream. We got into GNC, which now has gone bankrupt. We got into 7-Eleven. We were selling at Urban Outfitters. Where, do you remember Warehouse Records? Of course. We were selling that old. Warehouse. Yeah, well, <laughs> Warehouse, you know. We, we were selling at record shops. We were selling anywhere and everywhere. We did Lollapalooza. And pretty soon went from $0 sleeping on the beach, walking into clubs with a pager and a briefcase to having a company that's generating a billion dollars in revenue. That's insane. That's absolutely an insane story. And I've, I've heard it a bunch of times, but what I want to tap into too is it's, there's kind of some remarkable things there. One, you did it obviously as, a, as something that you saw as a business. So there was some purpose in that, right? Trying to make a living, making sure you weren't going to live on the street. I know you and I have spoke about, spoken about that before too. But I know you, and I also know that you're kind of a purist and a naturalist. And so it wasn't just about money. There was something inside of you I remember discussing before was like, you weren't, you weren't a proponent of drugs. I want to make that really clear to the audience. It's not like you were trying to fuel an industry. You wanted to find a solution and an alternative for people to not have to take these things that were out there if they wanted, because people were going to just do drugs anyway, Right. So you were trying to find something that was going to be more natural and acceptable instead of something that was illegal and dangerous. Yeah. I mean, much like you, you know, I, I, you know, haven't done very many drugs. There's lots of drugs that I haven't done. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then I hadn't done any drugs at all. Right. And, uh, you know, it, look, so at the time making money was very important. And I had a very positive attitude about making money. And of course, when you come from nothing and you have nothing, mm-hmm. making money allows you to make much more impact in the world. Mm-hmm. Right? As Steve Jobs would say, it helps you make a dent in the universe. Right. It was never my primary motivation, of course. But, you know, what we did was we created a movement. Uh, you know, nobody had built a, a pill, a recreational supplement ever. It had mm-hmm. not been done. And we were the first and we mainstreamed it. And from one end, we had the pharmaceutical industry that hated us, right? They were coming out with their, right. uh, you know, all the, all of their erection pills and all of their sex pills and all that stuff. And they had spent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars producing it. And here comes some long haired 16 year old <laughs> kid that's selling a billion dollars with no regulation. Right. The government hated us because of that. They, there was no laws. We weren't a drug. We weren't totally a supplement, so they didn't know what to do with us. Right. Then the supplement industry hated us. I, you know, you remember the supplement industry back yeah. in those days. You'd walk in. It wasn't the sexy trade shows that we have nowadays. It was, you know, brown bottle, brown yep. label, vitamin right. C. Like the most considered alternative and not mainstream and really fought against for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, it, it was you know, problematic to say the least. And then now you got the 16 year old kid who's battling the pharma companies, who's battling the supplement industry and battling the government all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done anything wrong, but we did not fit their mold. Right. And, and, you know, for, for me, it was really, um, it was really an interesting time. All right, so we took a quick break. We had a little bit of a of an interruption, which isn't a, a, a usual thing, but it's okay. We're back, and uh, everything's good, right, Jean? Yeah, I love that. It's uh, John Lennon. Life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. Exactly, and this is the real world. So you know, we're not like some polished, you know, pretend uh, show here. Um, so I'm glad everything's good. So we were talking about. Um, this amazing uh, alternative to drugs and this actually we didn't actually phrase it but you were responsible for for what was called the smart drug movement and we were talking about originally how the motivation of it was obviously making money was important because you said when you come from nothing you need to make money we have to know that money is not evil you can do more impact when you have it but we were talking about also how you were fighting all these agencies that were regulatory agencies because your other driver was you wanted to create something for the youth and people who are addicted to drugs, that was natural. I want to make sure we don't paint this as a picture of you were trying to just create a recre- another recreational thing. You are very driven by natural products. This was a gateway to, no pun intended, for you to start doing other things in that business. So can you touch on that again a little bit more? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, back in those days, the supply of ecstasy had dried out. Right. And they, everything was brown bagged and... People were selling things as ecstasy that weren't ecstasy and people were getting hurt. So I thought, hey, what if we could create something natural, herbal, that didn't have the side effects, that wouldn't kill you, that was made in a GMP, good manufacturing practices facility. And, you know, it was all above board. So we did that. And, you know, by the time, you know, the product got rolling and, you know, we incorporated the business and all that, it was no longer made in a kitchen. It was now made in a in a professional uh production facility, all the ingredients were, you know, uh, uh, checked by the FDA. They didn't check the formula, but they checked the the ingredients and all that. So the product was produced to pretty high standards in contrast to irregulated, completely unregulated um, illicit drugs that had all kinds of side effects. So in a way, we were providing a really, truly a, a service, you know, because in all the years of herbal ecstasy, we did not have a single injury. We did not have a single person in any way being hurt from that product. In contrast, drugs hurt a lot of people. Even even approved pharmaceutical drugs sure. have side effects. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we were very fortunate. Um, you know, I was very careful in the formulation of the product. We used good ingredients. We never skimped. 
And, you know, the product did what it said it would do, which was a big deal. You know, now, of course, you can't, you know, sell those ingredients. But back then you could and, you know, and and it worked very well. For me, you know, I think making money is a noble endeavor. Mm-hmm. Making money is one of the greatest things you can do. If you look at people and, you know, people might argue with this, but if you look at people like Bill Gates, mm-hmm. Bill Gates on a, on a wholesale level has made such a huge impact mm-hmm. because of the money that and wealth that he has created. And he can go in there where you and me can go in and go, hey, let's feed 10 people. Let's feed 100 people. Let's feed a thousand people, that guy can go in and say, let's find an answer to anybody going hungry ever again. Yeah. Good if he didn't have access to that wealth? No. So my argument is that just going out there to start a business to make money, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, I have never been directed in that way. And I've actually, you know, I was having this conversation on, um, a podcast a little while back. And, you know, it's never worked out for me when I've gone out and been like, you know what, I want to make a hundred million dollars. I want to make $50 million. And to go out there and just do that, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. The way that it works is I get excited about something and then I get in the flow. Mm -hmm. I get in a flow state. And when I get in a flow state, then the world comes around to me. So, mm-hmm. it, it, and I'm sure you felt this, Alyssa, like of sometimes course. you're just on. I mean, I've seen you like that when you are the best version of who Alyssa is, the best version of who you are, you know, you, you flow effortlessly. I've seen you move through trade shows talking to $100 million <laughs> companies like you're the CEO, you yeah. know, you're walking up, shaking hands with the CEO and, the, you know, and everybody knows you and loves you. And then in contrast, when you have a bad day, you might not be quite in that flow and things might not be going quite right. Right. So I think it speaks a lot to the point that you're making in that, you know, I, I think that first and foremost, the greatest impact that you can make in the world is by helping yourself and your family. Mm. And you do that by creating what we call foundational thinking, pillars of foundations that you can build on. So Mm -hmm. you need to have your your finances together. You need to have your emotional or if you're a a person that believes in spiritual things or whatever, you need to have that in order. Mm -hmm. You need to have something creative in order. So something that's bringing you creativity and you need to have your physical of course, your health, your wellness, all that together. Those are the foundations. Similarly, with your work, if you want to make an impact, we work foundationally there. So one area of it is your career or, you know, your business or whatever you're doing that brings you money that pays your rent tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Another level should be e-commerce. Are you selling on Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Walmart, right? We teach our students to do that all the time, but it takes time to build. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Another one could be investing in the stock market. And the fourth pillar could be real estate, cash flow positive real estate. So when you start thinking like that, it's not like the shiny, hey, look at my Lamborghini, look at how you know amazing, rich, whatever I am. It's much more so let's build out those foundations. Mm-hmm. And you can take that foundational thinking and apply it to anything. And then once you have the foundation, you can start building and building and building on top of that. You could have more Amazon businesses like we teach our students to do, or you could have more real estate businesses. You could have more of whatever it is that you're doing and you scale that. And now that you're empowered, your family's empowered, you don't have to worry about where your next paycheck's going to come from, where your next money's going to come from. Is the boss going to fire you tomorrow? Those things aren't a concern for you anymore. Now you're at a place where you can start helping the world, as Bill Gates says, wholesale. Mm -hmm. And I find that so much more impactful because truthfully, when we go out there and we feed one person or we, we help a few people, we donate some money to a charity, it does help the charity. And that's great if you do that. But the fact is, it also helps you. Yeah, absolutely. That's the point. So, 
Yeah. The Part majority of the point. <laughs> yeah. The majority of people. Okay. And so I, we, we may or may not be talking about the same thing or, or we may, but the majority of people, I think who do that, that there's two incentives. One is to help whoever it is, but the other is to make themselves feel better. Of course. Yeah. That, that's the whole point of actually what we call living in a world on purpose. We talk about this. Oh. It could be creating a billion dollar company that can do a, a huge amount for the masses, or it could be, what's that one little action that's going to bring you greater meaning in your life and make you feel like you have value? Is it, is it volunteering to help, you know, abuse children? Is it volunteering to help the homeless? Is it, is it, you know, writing that small check? And there is the, the, the spectrum is huge and there's no right or wrong way to live and be in a world on purpose. So I think that's great um, that we're making sure we always point that out because sometimes people will think, oh, the only way I can make impact is if I try to drive it, you know, create this huge company with this huge thing and I don't know where to start and I can't do that. And, but no, it's about that one little thing for that one person even. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, we work on and, you know, we teach this in the course, right? The concept of having wins every day. Why do you want to have wins every day? Mm -hmm. The reason is this, and this is one of the great hacks, right? You know, I do this this podcast, which I have to have you on as well, called yes. Hack and Grow Rich. And on Hack and Grow Rich, we talk about hacking, hacking systems, hacking the world. How, how do we hack everything and win? And so we come to the concept of feedback loops. And what that means is, is in order for us to be productive human beings, we have to get feedback. Right. This is also the reason why most people quit is because if you go out there and you're constantly putting energy into a business, you're constantly putting energy into a relationship, you're constantly putting energy into whatever it is and you get nothing back, it's not that interesting for most right. people. Right. Right? You might do it for a little bit, but eventually you're going to give up. Right. It's like uh, uh, you know a pet that never responds to you. Right? Mm -hmm. Pets are amazing because the second you have them, it's immediate feedback. It's immediate love. That feedback loop is closed. You feed them, you pick up their poop, they give you kisses and cuddles, <laughs> right? Same with, same with kids pretty much. Right? It's immediate, <laughs> it's immediate, right, it's it's immediate feedback. Right. But when it comes to our work, when it comes to our business, when it comes to uh, relationship, all those things, we have to have that closed feedback loop. So what we teach, for example, some of my students on Amazon is, you know, I've got students that are doing $150,000 a month and I've got students that are doing $5,000 a month, right? And we teach the slow way to get rich on Amazon, not the get, get rich quick ways to get right, rich. Right, right. And, you know, the fact is people come to me all the time. They're like, oh my God, Shaheen, now we have your systems and algorithms and we've taken the course and, and we've done all this stuff. But, and, and look at this one. This one's going to make us $200,000 a month. Should we do it? And I say, no. And they say, why? I say, because you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. And starting out, more important than you making a bunch of money, you, you may make a bunch of money right away. But more important than that is closing that feedback loop. Mm -hmm. What I want you to do is to get some low-hanging fruit, do something where you put energy out, and then you get immediate feedback on the other end. Because what does that do for us? Our brains release dopamine. We immediately, like flies to the light, get attracted to whatever it is that gives us that dopamine release in the moment. Right. So what we teach, you know, particularly when it relates to e-commerce, is the first thing you want to do is what's the low-hanging fruit for you? And let's get that and close that loop. Because mm -hmm. once you have that in place, now we can start growing it, looking more at foundational thinking and, and thinking bigger as we, as we grow. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. I think, I think that's great. I think, um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, well, first of all, could you just move a little closer to your mic? Cause it's a little bit. Sure. That's better. Yes. Yeah. I, I was trying to motion you in there. Okay. Um, I don't have very good hand signals apparently. <laughs> um, great. No, that's really helpful. And so let's get into the the details a little. Well, before we get into the details about your course, I want you to be able to tell people what it is and why it's bringing you so much personal satisfaction to be able to do this for all these people. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's let's uh, bridge the gap between Herbal Ecstasy, which was an amazing experience, and what got you to this actual course now. In between, you became this just fantastic like purpose-driven entrepreneur, you knew now kind of what your calling was. And you started doing a bunch of different businesses and especially got into 
the understandings of the supplement space, which has driven you to create one of the number one um, brain products on the market, which I want you to talk about. And then from there, you dominated Amazon with your first store, which kind of like, and it ended up just miraculously segueing into this entire new business trajectory about being able to know how to have Amazon as a business. So can you talk just a little bit about that for people? Because I think it's so fascinating. Yeah, sure. So look, so, uh, you know, I, I moved on from herbal ecstasy back in the 90s mm-hmm. to a bunch of different businesses. And, you know, in roughly around 2009, I think sometime around then, Jeff Bezos announced that he's opening up the Amazon platform to third party sellers, to which I said, amazing, let's give it a shot. I had developed this nootropic, this brain supplement called Accelerol. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, let me put it on the Amazon platform. Let's see what happens. No one's selling supplements on there. Let's see what happens. I woke up the next day to literally thousands of orders and it was a high ticket item. It was $120, $100 supplement. Wow. And from that day forward, I was like, this is the new distribution. And what we need to do is we need to figure out how to win on the Amazon platform. And that's what, you know, I've spent the last 10 plus years doing. And so now we sell tea. We're one of the biggest manufacturers of matcha tea. We sell supplements. We sell kitchen goods. We sell electronics, laptops, you name it. We sell it on the Amazon platform. And by the way, so look, there's a lot of Amazon gurus out there and people who are teaching, you know, you watch them on TV and hey, this is my Lamborghini and this is my, you know, big, beautiful beach house. And oh, don't, don't mind those girls in the bikinis running by. I, <laughs> I don't really care about those girls. So authentic, those ads. So authentic, genuine. right? And there's right. so many of them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, again, the fact is the thing that you have to remember is that most of those guys make their money selling courses, not selling on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So the first difference with us, and you know, for all the years that we've known each other and worked together is that we are first and foremost an Amazon seller. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you don't have to spend any money, not $1 to learn how to get started on Amazon. And I actually have a course for your viewers and listeners, um, Great. 100% free. Awesome. Uh, they have to pay nothing, zero. It's just a service that we provide. It's a one hour course. It's a crash course. It's everything from A to Z of starting an Amazon business, how you get your first product picked, how you get reviews. It's everything that you need to know about getting on Amazon. And we will share that with your viewers and listeners in the in the show notes. And again, there's absolutely no charge for that. So there's no reason for them to, you know, have to spend money to start learning about Amazon, at least get involved in there. And, you know, yeah. I feel, yeah, because we're talking about impact. I yeah. feel that, you know, the more people we can empower to start these recurring revenue businesses where they can have this predictable stream. Maybe it's not going to take over your, your life right away. Maybe it's going to be the kind of thing that'll make you 2000, 3000, $5,000 a month, Mm -hmm. extra recurring revenue. And then you can use that to start living the life that you want to, because really it's at the end of the day about lifestyle design, right? How do we live the freest life possible where we can do what we want, how we want, with who we want, when we want. Right. Right. Well, and and the thing that I love so much about the um, the the course that you've offered, out of the kindness, uh, you know, of your heart, and not being one of those, you know, people that could charge for something like this, you are really creating an open source platform for everyone, anywhere, in any community, any any income bracket, especially marginalized communities and places where they might not have options for things like that, you're opening this up and giving people an opportunity to tap into something they might not have thought about as a business, like, you know, anywhere. And I love that. And that you're not taking advantage and charging during, especially after the year we had that was so devastating to people. I'm I'm really pleased to hear that that's that's a, a gift for people. So first of all, thank you for my listeners, but thank you for doing that for humanity, Shaheen. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, uh, like I said, you know, I, I make no, um, there's no, there's no mystery or surprise. We're all in business to make money, right? Mm-hmm. You're in business to make money. I'm in business to make money. And I do have a paid course that we do, that we do sell. And, mm-hmm. you know, we handpick the students on there. Every single one goes through me. Um, but starting off on the Amazon platform, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I wanted to convey is that, you know, just to get a seller account going and to get products selling 
on the Amazon platform. I've got people who I've coached to do it with literally zero dollars where they've walked into, you know, discount stores, bought stuff, started selling until they had enough money to get more involved and, and to start doing more advanced types of work on, on those platforms. But it's very possible. The barriers to entry are very low and anybody can do it, which is one of the great things about e-commerce. I mean, you know, being a, a veteran of the natural products industry and one of the most respected people in the natural products industry, what it takes to launch a supplement or what it takes to launch any health, wellness, beauty product in brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. These companies, you know, that you and I work with, you know, they spend millions and millions of dollars launching these products. And then you have Amazon, which is the great equalizer. Right, exactly. It did. It really changed uh, the the health and wellness industry. It changed a lot of industries, but especially the health and wellness industry, which was really about, you know, when you talk about distribution, it was about the distribute distributors that you would sell to and didn't have that online presence. Let's talk for a minute about too, though. So the name of your company, and I want to make sure we get that in there, uh, Accelerated Intelligence. Um, you don't just help people as individuals be able to learn how. I'm going to dive, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that again in a minute, but I sure. want to touch on an important thing you just mentioned about the, the natural industry, especially um, where when Amazon started, there wasn't a lot of regulation of these quote third party sellers and it started to really denigrate brands because they could uh, be sold for less than they were in the, in the show, you know, in the stores and they're online uh, for people who don't know MSRP, that's the suggested retail price. And so tell us what you've done for brands around how you've helped clean that kind of um, nightmare up for them. And then they've become these loyal customers of yours to be able to, you know, really bring their business back to where it was and still be able to take advantage of the Amazon, you know, marketplace. Yeah, totally. So look, I, you know, we started selling on Amazon early on. We were really, really successful. One of the most successful firms doing that. And then other people started coming to us and saying, hey, can you do this for our brands? Other people brought us clients like you who said, Mm -hmm. hey, there's this company, they're doing millions, but they can't figure out the Amazon landscape. How can you help them? And so Mm -hmm. my agency, Accelerated Intelligence, we don't advertise. We barely have a website, grew by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And we got tons of Fortune 50s, Fortune 500s hiring us to do their Amazon acceleration. And we do it really well. Like my staff, better than me, um, are experts. I've got former Amazonians working for us. We've got former eBay people working with us. And we go in there and we help them accelerate what they have on Amazon. And most importantly, be found and ranked and reviewed and have this message that goes cross-platform so that whatever their brand message is, whatever their brand story is, that that gets carried across and that there's no distortion between their website and Amazon and eBay. Now, the difficulty there comes in how you tell the story on Amazon and then how you tell the story on your website. Because the two are often different. What causes somebody to buy something on Amazon is different than if that person was on your website. So there's a real art to that influence, to getting that story in a cohesive way where the message is congruent throughout. And we know through the work of people like Professor Caldini, who wrote the book Influence, that one of the key pillars of influence is consistency. When people say they believe something, they will hold on to that no matter what. And as a company, it's so important that you also show consistency in what your message is. Right, you can't be the eco company and then you know be selling uh, you know uh, whatever toxic things on this other hand. Right, this message that you convey to the world has to be unified. It has to be consistent, and it has to follow the elements of influence. Right, right. I agree with you, and um, uh, I just find it so fascinating in this world. You know, there's a lot of controversy around Amazon you know, and Jeff Mm. Bezos. There's like a love-hate relationship I think the world has with it, especially now after the pandemic. Like so many people in the world would have probably literally not been able to get access to to things we needed because we couldn't leave the house. Yet at the same time, 
Some people are like, no, local stores, buy locally. We don't want to support Amazon, et cetera. But let's just talk a little bit about some of the good things that Amazon is doing and how people can actually you still get some really wonderful purpose driven and impact out of it too. They also have the Amazon smiles program, which I don't think a lot of people know about. And can you, you, I'm sure you're familiar with that and how that ties into both the individual Amazon stores that people are doing themselves if they want to tie a social impact to it or a brand. Sure. You know, okay. So first I'll speak to that first part. And, and, you know, this is actually, it's one of my pet peeves that people look at people like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Bill Gates People will be so quick to poo-poo them and their efforts and what they're doing. Yeah, and judge. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, anytime I've met or spoken to any of these people, my experience has never been anything but uh, one of like just awe and excellence. Mm -hmm. A, the fact that these are guys who didn't start off being billionaires, whose daddies weren't billionaires, who went out there into the world and created a billion dollars or more of value in something, anything. And they've done something to impact the world so dramatically is incredible, right? These people are, are, are really, you know, they're assets, they're, they're gems, they are huge value to humanity. And anytime you build an organization that's that big, you're going to have parts of that organization that aren't functioning as perfectly as other parts of that organization. Mm-hmm. It's not dude's fault, right? It's not any <laughs> of these dudes' fault. It's, you know, I, and, and most of them at this point are, are more focused on philanthropy and trying to help the world and try to do cool shit like going to space and whatever it is that they're doing <laughs> than they are in the day-to-day ops of these mega publicly held corporations. So if you look at that, and you say, ah, look at that guy. He's just rich. He's the 1%, blah, blah, blah. You are living in a poverty mindset. Mm. And you need to move to an abundance mindset if you want to be successful in life. And what that means is, is that, you know, I'm sure you can find some amazing things that these people have done. Mm-hmm. How many people does Amazon employ? Mm-hmm. Look at that number, right? How many people does Tesla employ? Mm-hmm. How, how, how much disease has Bill Gates and his foundation eradicated, mm-hmm. right? What would we do if these guys didn't exist or that they were held back by restrictive systems like communism and like all these crazy, you know, there's probably like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos's and all these people living in countries where the government doesn't allow them to have full expression. I, I truly believe we live in the greatest country in the world because we have the ability to become and do whatever we want to do. I, you know, grew up in Iran. Right. Which, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, has been uh, a very tricky Mm -hmm. theocracy. And I don't think I would have become the same person living in that country or anywhere, as a matter of fact, you know, in in any of the communist countries, you know. So we live in one of the greatest times in history, in one of the greatest countries in the world. And we have the ability to make all this change, all this impact, to be forerunners for the world. And we can do it through business and we can do it through e-commerce and we can do it through tech. And that's an amazing opportunity. And if you don't see that, you are living in a poverty mindset. And I say this often, and I've, I've said it, it's controversial. The greatest injustice you can do to yourself in America is being poor. Mm-hmm. That is the greatest injustice you can do to yourself. And now people are like, oh, Shaheen, you know, you're rich. You're a multimillionaire. You have houses and cars and all this stuff. Easy for you to say. I was born in the projects. I was, you know, came disadvantaged, whatever. I get it. I understand. It's harder. It's definitely harder the less opportunity you have. Because what we know is in life and in all things, the more choices you have, the more options you have, the higher your likelihood of succeeding. That we know is true. But if you look around you, there are people, I guarantee you, that you can find that came from less than you that have achieved greater success. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, in this country in particular, anybody can do it. And the challenges that you have in your way of of doing it become just that, life lessons, that hurdles that you just go over 
And at the end of the day, you can win the race. It might take you longer. You might have to pay more dues. You know, it might be a, a greater struggle for you. But from somebody who came from absolutely nothing, absolutely negative, and you know, I talk about this in my upcoming book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. And I have a podcast on that too. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you didn't come from less than what I came from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had negative money. I, I was in debt and absolutely zero and sleeping on the beach. I don't think in this country you can get lower than that. Mm-hmm. And I created a billion dollars in, in, in wealth. Right. And with that, the ability to have that foundation and to make any kind of impact that I want to. And I think that's what's important for me, much more so than just donating to charities and doing that kind of, I mean, we do all that. And I mean, you know, my wife, she's been on your podcast and she loves going out there and making a change, you know, more so on a retail level, but you know, she goes over and she helps, you know, immigrants get healthcare and all that kind of great work that she's doing. And she helps with the United Nations and she helps with causes that she feels are important. But for me, my impact comes from the work that I do in business Mm -hmm. and empowering people to create lives that they're proud of, proud of Mm -hmm. to lead, proud of to live, and that can inspire other people down the line. I agree. Thank you for that um, uh, insightful information. I do think it is important to recognize that there are barriers that really do help keep people down and and make it di- more difficult for them to rise. And it is important to recognize that we all have our own power and have to figure out how to get out of it. You and I both have, you know, I grew up the way I grew up, same thing, like extreme poverty, homeless, et cetera, and figuring it out. So that there are very real barriers, but we do have to understand that we need to not only know that we're, we can empower ourselves and we can make things happen, but to reach out and to start learning how we can do that from courses like yours, from reading books about people who've also come from abject poverty and, and fi- figured it out. So I, I don't want to discount out there the people that really do have had serious, real barriers. It's, it's real. But we also get to make a choice and figure out how we're going to get out of it. Um, so to the, to the giving part, though, um, if, if people did want so, – and, and the second thing I was going to say, let me go back to that, is yes – we do need to make money. That is the way of the world. It doesn't have to be this necessary evil and the old adage of in order to make impact and do good in the world, you need to be a struggling nonprofit or you need to be something. That's not the case anymore. Many, many businesses and brands now who are billion dollar businesses are stepping into saying, how can we leverage our money to do more good? And still, be successful and and be okay with having money and wealth at the same time. You can do more when you have more. So I think that's really important um, to, to call out. So a lot, you know, concur with a lot of what you said and also adding some other things on. Um, just quickly though, I want to talk about um, Amazon Smiles. Can you yeah. just t- talk a little bit about that? Because if somebody does say, well, shoot, I want to make a bunch of money, but I also want to have some kind of social impact initiative, but I can't start my own nonprofit and I can't do this. If somebody were to start your course, which is called what? Amazon Mastery. Amazon yeah, Mastery. Okay. FBASellerCourse.com. And again, it's we've got a one-hour course that's absolutely free that anybody who wants to can take. And it's a one-hour flash course on how to do Amazon. So I'm happy to share that with any of your Yeah. People. And we're definitely going to have those in the show notes and on the website and on your episode page, et cetera. And when we tell people where they can find you at the end. But um, that is a very simple, actual interesting mechanism that Amazon created as a nonprofit revenue generator, Amazon Smiles. Could you talk a little bit about that just so people know what that is and how that would integrate if they were going to do their own business on Amazon? Sure, sure. Yeah. So Amazon Smile program is a program that Amazon launched to help charities. And what I understand it to be is that if you are, uh, I think you have to be a registered charity. So like a 501c3 uh, or something of that nature. And if you are you can sign up with Amazon and Amazon will donate a percentage of the profits of everything um, the people who come to your link buy on Amazon uh, to that charity. So like I like to donate to Doctors Without Borders. They're one of my favorite charities over the years. Mm -hmm. And so my Amazon account is linked to Doctors Without Borders. And so what every time I go on there, I bought some light bulbs, um, I bought some 
you know, Amazon devices, I bought a couple Canon cameras, whatever it was that I bought, um, a percentage of that money, as opposed to going to an affiliate, will go to that charity. It goes to Doctors Without Borders. And if you, right. you can look on there in the Amazon Smiles program. So if you have a charity or a nonprofit, you can sign up for Amazon Smiles. And then when you share the link, people go on and they can register for your charity. So every time they buy something on Amazon, a percentage of that money goes to your charity. Great. And also, if somebody were to start their own Amazon store um, as like one of your, you know, course takers, could they also attach Amazon Smiles to their store with a nonprofit of their choice? Or is that That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't be able to. Cool. Yeah, sure, sure you could. That's actually a good idea. It's funny, you know, because me and my wife. I have wife lots of them <laughs> in <Yeah>. my mind. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. Me and my wife joke all the time where I tell her nonprofit is against my religion, you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked at length about about that comment of yours. Yeah, so I I, I get it, you know. Um, but again, you know, I think look, there's a lot of worthy causes out there. Great to help any way that you can. But my, you know, I, I think in you know in closing, my thing is look, you know, you got to empower yourself. I'll, I'll give you an example. A guy came to me and he wanted to get involved in our platinum group, which is our. Uh, the paid portion of the Amazon training that I do. And it's super high level coaching. We've got a mastermind group. It's fantastic. A lot of people are making a lot of money on that. And he was like, okay, so, you know, I'm into it, but this is my last, you know, few thousand bucks. And I looked at him and I said, dude, if this is your last few thousand bucks, you don't need to be buying anything from me. He's like, no, I'm like, no, you don't need Amazon. If all you have in the bank is a few thousand bucks, you need Uber. I said, what? And I said, yeah, you need to get your butt out there and you need to start driving Uber. You need to start renting out a room in your house, Airbnb. You, yeah. you can make money. You need to go on Upwork. You need to freelance. Go on, uh, what is it, uh, TaskRabbit mm -hmm. and start freelancing. 50 bucks an hour. You know, go on Craigslist, pick up gigs. But until you have at least, you know, seven to $10,000 of disposable income in your bank account, shouldn't be doing anything other than creating foundation. Mm. Okay. That's a good news to know. So if people were to take your course, they would still need to have something to be able to get the business started. It doesn't yeah. just, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, good. Um, that's good to know. So, well, I have two closing questions for you because that was all fascinating information. And when we're done with the questions, we're going to ask people where they can find you because this is just awesome. Um, nope. I know you think charity is against your religion, but I'm going to ask. I charity. Uh, I said nonprofit. Nonprofits are against your religion. Correct. Correct me. Um, but in essence, I want to know what's your favorite thing to do for other people? Other people in general? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do that for other people that you is like doing something outside of yourself? Hang out with others? my family. Hang out with my kid and my family and bring bring them with me to hang out with other people it's the greatest thing in the world yeah you have a pretty great wife and son yeah. um and then the last thing is is what's the craziest thing you've ever sold on amazon craziest thing we did sell a plane once um, and uh, it was frowned upon so i don't like to talk about that too much um <laughs> and then okay the we, second craziest thing we sold these super smart toilets um, wow <laughs> yeah, these toilets that like played music, they analyzed stuff. They were, I mean, they were really special toilets. That we saw. <laughs> well, there you go. There is a need for that somewhere, right? There's a need for everything. Um, well, Shaheen, Cheyenne, it was so nice to have you on and thank you for all your wisdom. Um, you know, I do have one last question for you. You've talked about when things get hard, et cetera. And what I like to do, uh, is also impart just a little bit of wisdom for people when they are struggling and they're finding it difficult. What's one thing you could tell people when they're trying to pursue their purpose and their passion and they feel like giving up that you would uh, advise them to do? Um, okay. So when the going gets tough, um, you know, I, I think the most important thing when people feel that way, usually they feel alone. And loneliness is the thing that really leads people to those feelings of despair. So, you know, the, the feelings might generate initially from expecting something and then the world delivering something different, 
right? Um, and then on top of that, feeling alone. So the first thing is don't be in a vacuum. Don't work in a vacuum, mm. okay? So you need to find people who you love and trust. If not, spend time cultivating friendships because that's the most important thing in life. Family first, then friendships. And be able to not work in a vacuum. Go to people. I know you're very good at this. You know, you go to people who you trust, who have your back, and let them know what challenges you're facing and what they think. It's, things are always, no matter how hard we think things are, it's always so much easier when you're sitting with friends and laughing about them. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it all seems so serious when you're alone and it's just you. But when you're with people who you love, people who you trust, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different feeling. So, you know, I know, you know, I, I, being a man, it's great to be around other men that are doing mm -hmm. great things. And so, you know, I have a couple different men's groups mm -hmm. um, where we do men's work, where uh, guys get together and, you know, we, we talk about, you know, those kinds of like difficult times. And that's helped me a lot. Um, in the past, you know, I know my wife goes to women's groups where they sit around and they kind of, you know, talk about similar kinds of things. And then, you know, I think at the end of the day, you can do two things. And usually these can come through a mentor, they can come through reading, um, or they can come through having some kind of transformative experience. So, uh, Richard Koch in his book, uh, Unreasonable Success, talks about this transformative experience concept. It's a great book if you haven't read it. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, what you can do is you can realize that there's really only two things in life. You've got perspective and control. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, anytime a situation feels uh, not good for you, you can examine What's the one thing I can do right now to give me perspective, right? And oftentimes that could be just talking to someone else. Like I could say, you know, Alyssa, you might be looking at this backwards. You see this as a loss, but maybe losing this job here opens up the possibility for you to work here. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, this is a blessing, mm -hmm. right? So you gain perspective. The second thing you can do is gain control. I write lots of letters, Alyssa, that I never <laughs> send. Yeah, I do too. Mm -hmm. I put them put them in in my uh, you know Word file and I save it, or I'll even print it out, sign it, and put it in a folder. I don't send it, mm -hmm. right? Why? Because a, I did something to get perspective, and b, writing that letter gave me control. If I decide I want to send it later, I can, but mm -hmm. maybe I won't, mm -hmm. right? But now it's off off my book. So perspective and control would be the two things, and we teach all this stuff again in the course. Anybody from your group who wants to, I'm going to give the one hour course. It's usually 200 bucks, absolutely free. They pay zero. Um, they can email me. I'm sure you'll share my email. I mm -hmm. respond to all messages directly myself. Uh, you know, it takes a little while sometimes for me to get back, but I'll get back to you. Or you can go on shaheenshan.com and just sign up there and, you know, say you want the one hour course and we'll, we'll give that to you free of charge. Also, um, you can check out our podcast, Hack and Grow Rich, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alyssa has promised she will be on soon, so we're very excited <laughs> about that. I can, I can fulfill the hack part. I'm working on the, on the rich part, so I think I'll be able to give you some content that's good. Um, yes, you, you already have a promise, so we have to set that up. Um, and that and that's great. And and why don't we give people a code so that you knew it came from AWOP? A W O P stands for a world on purpose. So uh, make sure you put that in the subject matter. And Shaheen's information will also be on the World on Purpose website and all of our social media handles as well, especially when this comes out. We'll make sure we tag Shaheen and all of his awesome courses and, and podcasts. Um, Shaheen, thank you so much for your time. I know how extraordinarily busy you are, as are most of the people who come on my show. And I just, I'm, I'm so glad that you came today and shared uh, all of your um you know, you're just your impactful journey and how, how raw and open and honest you were about it and, and real and genuine. I always have appreciated that about you anyway, but thank you for being that for my audience. Likewise. Appreciate you, Alyssa. You're always a bright light of beautiful energy everywhere you go. So I'm, I'm always delighted to spend time and hang out and, you know, this is what we want to be doing in this moment in time. So it is, it is. We want to, 
Exactly. We want to be making the greatest impact we can on our humanity. And to your point earlier, making sure we're also taking care of ourselves because that is definitely forgotten. Um, as you guys know, I'm your host, Alyssa Fisher-Harris. And I just want to call out one last thing. If you had not seen it, Shaheen's wife is Makdis Keshavars. She's the founder of The Make Agency. And she was one of my very first guests, episode five, who was kind enough to come on and talk about her work as, as Shaheen discussed. So if you haven't seen it, please go back and listen to that too. And you'll understand how these two really complement each other. So thank you again, Shaheen, um, for coming. And I'm your host, Alyssa Fisher-Harris. Thank you for tuning into A World on Purpose to learn about all these incredible purpose change-making heroes I say you don't know but should that are doing something for the greater good and themselves. Have a great day, and we will see you soon.